Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm very excited for today's episode because we're going to be diving into all things peak week and taper. So if you are at the same point in your marathon training journey, just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If you have been a longtime listener, then you know that whenever I'm about to go on a trip, I will bulk record a bunch of episodes ahead of time. So this is going to be the first of a few. And next time that you kind of hear a more updated episode will be post Chicago. So I just need to record all of these before my trip to the States. So I'm very excited. I'm quite literally leaving in two days to fly out to America. And I'm very excited as someone who lives abroad and lives in a different country to most of my family. I go home about once a year. So I'm really looking forward to seeing my family, but obviously also running the Chicago Marathon. It is less than three weeks away and it's pretty crazy during the time that I'm recording this. But of course, before we get into today's episode, let's start with some highs and lows for the week. I'm going to have to try and come up with a couple of highs and lows, but I th- I'd say that at the moment and what is like super relevant to this episode is that like my low for the week at the moment is that I am so incredibly sore. And for those that don't follow me on social media, I've just finished peak week. And so I'm into my first taper week. And I cannot tell you how sore my body is, just like, especially after running 22 miles last week. And I'll go into like details about that in the episode. But man, I am more, I am so excited that I'm going to go and get a sports massage today. I work quite closely with my physio team and just the company at Nordic Balance. And I'm very grateful to them. And if you ever want to book yourself in, if you live in the London area, I will leave a code in the show notes of the episode to give you a discount for any sort of booking that you want to do, whether it's a sports massage or you actually want to see a physio about like a niggle per se that you might be feeling. I'll leave it in the show notes of the episode. But yeah, I think my body is very much looking forward to this sports massage later today. But yeah, definitely the low is just that like, I think my body is definitely feeling the effects of peak week. Um, But my high is that like, I feel really, I feel like I'm in a really good place training wise. And I feel like this has probably been quite honestly like the best training block that I've ever done for a marathon and obviously with having a coach and starting with Purdy performance this year I sort of figured that Chicago was not only going to be the hardest training block if not the best and I knew that I was going to have to put in a lot of hard work and so I'm at the point now now that I'm going into the taper of just being like really proud reflecting on all of the hard work all of the hard sessions that I've put into this and just really excited to now sort of enjoy the taper and sort of see it hopefully pay off in a few weeks time in Chicago and it's just pretty crazy to think that like I'm you know recording these ahead of the marathon and the next time that you hear me on the podcast will be when I'm back in London and post Chicago and so I'll be really excited to record that episode you know regardless of what happens and what the outcome is but I think just being really reflective this week and just especially this weekend of all of the hard work that I've put in so if if you're also listening to this and you're in a similar place in your marathon training journey and you've just completed peak week it's the most amount of mileage that you've done in a week ever pat yourself on the back because marathon training is tough tough work 
And so join me in celebrating that and just prepare to enjoy the taper. But obviously not everyone enjoys the taper and we're going to chat about that in this episode. So of course, let's now get into the episode. All right, so like I said, today's episode is going to be focusing all on peak week and taper week. I feel like these are two sort of really crucial parts of the marathon training block. The rest you're sort of focusing on building up that mileage, but let's talk about once you get to that point of running your highest mileage week and then what the taper means for you because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of different emotions about these and being someone who has now trained and run six marathons and is in the midst of training for her seventh marathon I feel like I have a lot of sort of insight but also just like notes I guess that I can share and just advice and tips and whatnot obviously take this all with a grain of salt and I know that like everyone's training is going to look very different so for example when I talk through my peak week like your peak week might look completely different and it should because what I have is from my coach and like specifically to my pace and like what my race times are for example but my peak week has been definitely a big one. I know that a lot of people look at people who are either just like running a really high mileage or they're elite runners and they're running like nearly 100 miles a week. I think there's a lot of I guess confusion and I think for a time I kind of thought the same as well and I kind of looked at people like that and I always wondered should I be running at that same mileage should I be running like 100 miles a week but in the grand scheme of things we're all again just different runners on different journeys and me personally I've not ever run a hundred mile week for marathon training and that's never been something that's a part of my training and so just to kind of give you context around that my peak week was a total of 54 miles I believe and you can always follow me on Strava I always share like my workouts and like splits and stuff but essentially my training at the moment and like peak week was pretty good I'd say and like I said in the highs and lows my body is definitely feeling it my peak week started with a Monday sort of rest slash cross training day so this I've been trying to focus on taking to the gym and focusing on strength training I'm not gonna lie though there was about three weeks where I just did not go to the gym because I was going through a lot I was moving flats I went on holiday and just a lot of like life events that sort of come up and happen and I think the more that I get into like training and running and just like growing up still loving the sport of just like running and being active I am fully I've kind of come to really accept the fact that like life happens and I'm not always going to get my training completely perfect so I'm not gonna lie coming back to the gym has been pretty tough but I recently went and got a biomechanical assessment done with brick programming and I'm gonna do an episode maybe on this as well because I think it's really really interesting but I'll include them as well as a link in the show notes of the episode. And by the time that this episode is released, I'll have shared a YouTube video as well. So I am trying to upload to YouTube more. But essentially, what one of the biggest conclusions that we drew was that strength training would really help me as a runner a lot. And not even just for becoming stronger, but just also obviously continuing to practice all of the physio moves from my injury. And yeah, I just want to share that like, even I slip up and just like will not go to the gym for like three weeks at a time and I want to share that 
like that's okay and like life happens and you know I think that at, at one point I really viewed like marathon training as this really really serious thing and I wouldn't let anything get in the way but like genuinely when I look at like things like moving like that was really strenuous my body was in a lot of stress I got ill and so like that just didn't make sense for me to put my body into more stress and try and go to the gym and lift weights and then I was on holiday and yes I did go for a few like fun trail runs but there was a hotel that we were staying at and whilst yeah there was a really nice gym that we probably could have worked out at did we want to no did we instead eat our weight and food and enjoy and relax yes because that is what holiday is about and this is kind of really pivoted from what my start of peak week looks like but I just want to include that message and I feel like it's important to say that like make sure that you you know still have fun with the running and that you're not like taking it too seriously I think that you know you can have fun with running and you can still 100% hit your goals um so I just wanted to include that bit but let's get back to peak week so yeah Monday is cross training day and at the moment I'm not really following like a particular plan I kind of just go and like try and focus on like certain areas to help me get stronger and certain compounds and lifts and movements and whatever they're called at the gym I'm so not knowledgeable when it comes to the gym so I apologize to anyone listening who is probably a lot more knowledgeable than me Tuesday for me has been intervals, so I've been taking this to the track, and this was 8 by 4 minutes at 10k to half marathon pace with a 15-minute warm-up beforehand and a 15-minute cool-down following. This was definitely pretty intense. It ended up being a little over 9 miles, but it felt pretty good in the end, and if anything, I actually ended up doing these more at around 5k pace, which was pretty cool and pretty good, I'd say, to be able to hold that pace for four minutes at a time. And yeah, definitely one that really gets you to work hard. And I think that the more that I've gotten used to track workouts, the more I've come to appreciate them because it's truly a time to really like push your body and see what you can do and see what your body can hold pace wise. Wednesday is then an easy run day. So this was a six mile run and I just took this out and about around central London and took it really easy and there was no really like pace requirement. Thursday was then meant to be a progression run, which would have looked like like a seven mile run progressively getting faster so starting with two miles at nine minutes per mile two miles at 8 30 per mile two miles at eight minutes per mile and then a mile at nine minutes per mile but because I was switching around some of my days my coach just switched that to an easy run day so that was just another easy six miles that I did out and about and I actually went to Greenwich which is like one of my favorite viewpoints and arguably to me like the best viewpoint in London then on Friday I actually actually ended up doing my long run because I was traveling on the weekend to Devon and this was a 22 mile run with steady pace included and so it was you started with two miles at easy pace and then you went into 20 miles of steady pace and for me personally my steady pace sits at around 820 to 830 per mile and because I was doing this on a Friday I got up at the crack of dawn to do this I literally woke up at 4 30 and was out the door by 5 30 if not earlier and I just wanted to make sure I could get this in before my 9 a.m meeting which I was very successful in definitely tired the rest of the day but it was a good run and I just felt really strong and yeah Gabriel also surprised me at mile 17 which was really great and such a great like boost to help me finish the run and then Saturday I took a rest day I actually went out on the bike to cycle with Gabriel for his long run and then Sunday Gabriel and I did an easy medium long run which was 10 miles in the pouring rain in Devon but it was a good time it was fun and yeah 
that was my peak week total of 54 miles and I yeah I think it was definitely the first week in a while where I really started to feel soreness I think as someone who pretty much runs year-round I don't tend to get very sore and I feel like as I was building up and getting closer and closer to peak week my body was definitely starting to feel a little bit more and yeah sitting here recording this I am itching to get out the door to get to this sports massage and yeah and now we're now that we're done with peak week we are now fully into tapering and so tapering if no one if if people are listening and they don't know what tapering is is it's essentially lowering the mileage ahead of race day and this is great because i'm going to be traveling soon to the u.s as i've mentioned and so it's going to be nice to kind of take it just a little bit easier it doesn't mean that we're like going full stop on the brakes on like training all around we're definitely still going to be putting in a lot of training but it's just going to be done at a lower mileage and a lot of people have different feelings about taper and I typically get to the taper and I'm like really excited and I'm just like ready to like have lower mileage because obviously you work so hard throughout the marathon training block and then you get to this point of like peak week and then you kind of get to like take a deep breath like sigh of relief and just like relax for the last few weeks But I think that the part that really gets people is the part where like your hunger levels continue to just be like astronomical, even though your mileage is decreasing. And I think that that's a big thing that really gets people. And I've seen more and more people talk about sort of just nutrition as a whole when you are talking about marathon training, because I think that one of the biggest things and the biggest misconceptions with marathon training is that people think that it's like a weight loss thing and that you'll lose weight. But if anything, I find that like you are just like hungrier than you've ever been before. And I think that I personally used to really struggle with this whole, you know, idea around like nutrition. And I think it really tied in quite a lot to my eating disorder. And so I really did struggle with that for a time. And I do want to do like a completely different episode on this because I feel like when people now ask me this year how I've seen so much growth and just like faster times in my running, I attribute a lot of that to coaching, yes, but I think a lot another big major factor that like you don't need to go out and pay like a bunch of money, you know, for someone to coach you. Like you can get your nutrition right now and and when I say that like get your nu- nutrition right, like be eating right, be eating well because if you don't fuel yourself properly, it's really going to impact your running. And I feel like for the longest time, I really struggled in terms of like, why am I not seeing improvements? Why am I, you know, not getting faster with my marathon times, even though I'm consistently running, I'm consistently training year round. And for me, I think one of the biggest things was that I was under fueling, if I'm honest. And yeah, I just wanted this week, this year was kind of the first year that I was just honest with myself about that. And I really wanted to call myself out on it. And the more that I've seen myself really challenge myself to eat the foods that used to really be massive fear foods for me the more success I've seen with my running and yeah again I want to do a whole separate episode on this because I feel like it really ties in a lot with like you know a lot of like eating disordery thoughts and like people who have been through an eating disorder understand that you know you still get the thoughts from time to time it's really just about how you react to them but I think for me one of the biggest things is that it's really helped me not only become a faster runner, but a smarter runner as well. And I feel like I'm really at like the peak fitness 
point of my life at the moment. And I know that, you know, I, I can continue to work more. I can continue to work harder. But I think at the moment, I just, I've never felt more strong holistically than I do right now. And I can confidently say that, like, I feel so confident about my training, my nutrition, my rest. Like, I've really worked recently to try and get more of a regular sleep schedule. And all of these factors really pit play a massive part in marathon training if you don't give it enough importance in terms of like really focusing on it and making sure that you're doing it properly you won't get the results that you're wanting to see if you're really you know pushing for certain times or certain goals and so I think it's so important to make sure that you are not only approaching running correctly but that you are in the right and correct mindset for it because I think that you know marathon training can send a lot of people into like a backward spiral of like you know, I'm eating so much or I'm eating too much. And that's a really hard, you know, conversation and thought to kind of have with yourself. So I think it's really important that you make sure that you're in the right headspace because at the end of the day, like, and I've said this to friends as well, like you need to fuel yourself to complete these really hard training runs. Like you can't just go out and run 22 miles without fueling yourself properly. And that's not even just talking about like before the run, it's talking about the night before, the morning of, you know, what are you bringing with you on the run? What are you eating direct straight after? And I think that there's just a lot to be said about nutrition, just, you know, outside of the gels and all of that with like what you're having during the run, because I think it's just really important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your own body and not restricting yourself, not limiting yourself with foods because your body is going through so much when you're training for a marathon. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that and make sure that you are really, you know, making sure that you're giving yourself the right nutrients and the right fuel and rest and all of that because in the grand scheme of things like that is what is going to help you be a, a successful runner. And it's going to keep you injury free. It's going to keep you, you know, making sure that you're hydrated, fueled properly, well fueled properly. I think it's just really important to, you know, make sure to touch on that as well. And I think that sometimes, especially with the taper, people really struggle to grasp with this idea of like, you know, I'm running lower mileage. I'm running less than I have the past 12 to 15 weeks, but I'm still eating the same amount. And like, I'm here to say that that is okay. And if anything, to like really enjoy it, because the way that I like to think of it is like this is you like still continuing to train and continuing to like prepare for the big race day. And if you're training for a race, anything like me, like I am going into Chicago with my like 100 percent head and heart. Like I've never given my all to a race before. And this is truly going to be the first time that I do do that. And so I want to make sure that I am well-rested, well-fueled, well-hydrated, and all of these things. And, you know, none of these things have to necessarily do with running. So I think that it's really important to acknowledge the elements of marathon training that aren't necessarily involved with you actually going out for the runs. And so, yeah, I just think it's really important to include that. And with tapering, I think just important to allow yourself to enjoy it, allow yourself to rest and just like you know, taking that extra time that you now have that you're not running that high of mileage. And I think another important thing to touch on about tapering is that this will be the time as well that you're not only super hungry, but you might start to feel a lot of niggles and really start to question like, you know, am I injured? Is my body okay? And this is also a great time to be going and checking in with your physio, making sure that everything's okay, which I've been 
definitely doing and I'm going to be taking full advantage of this sports massage later, but just making sure that your body is in an okay place after peak week and all of the mileage that you've done building up to peak week and hope like making sure that you're okay to continue with the taper and just ahead of race day as well. Because I think the thing with tapering is just making sure that you're still being smart as a runner and being careful. So not trying to still, you know, push yourself to run more, but actually like listening to your training plan, your coach, and actually just like running less and just like taking that in. And maybe instead you can mix that up with other forms of cross training. Like I remember when I was preparing for Manchester Marathon, I, when I was tapering for Manchester Marathon, I actually started taking up yoga classes just because I found that I was running way less mileage on way less days. And so I just wanted something else to do. So I get that like, you know, if you're like me, you like to usually start most mornings like with some sort of activity and just getting out there and being active. And you can do that, but you can be doing that in like much lower impact cross training form. So swimming, cycling, yoga, Pilates like I think that this is it's such a great time to kind of go out and like try a lot of like different classes that you may have never tried before and I know that I'll definitely be taking advantage of that and I think for me it'll definitely be a little bit of hiking a little bit of cycling and just relaxing and just definitely need to stretch a lot more and that's something I feel like my physio tells me every time that I come in so I'm definitely going to be trying to practice what I preach but that kind of wraps up this episode in terms of running from, in terms of just chatting about peak week and taper week and marathon training. I'm going to do an episode around like, you know, how you prepare for race day and how to get like race day ready. But I also want to do one just, as I said, just kind of centered around nutrition and just like my journey as a runner. And I really want to do like videos on that as well, because I, I really have been trying to grapple with how I approach that because I want to do that in a very careful way, because obviously there are a lot of touchy topics in that conversation. But obviously for those that have also been through and struggled through eating disorders and have now recovered, you know that it's never, it's a never ending sort of journey of like trying to still wrestle with those thoughts in your head but I just want to share that I think in an episode from a runner's perspective and as someone who's kind of you know started the distance running journey kind of plateaued and wasn't really seeing too much improvement but was kind of just running for fun and then you know what really changed it for me and what helped me start to actually see improvements in my time and just overall being just stronger and better as a runner. That kind of wraps up today's episode and it's just a short and sweet one just because this is my travel week and I, like I said, will have a few more episodes pre-recorded so be on the lookout for those and I will continue to be releasing Marathon Monday videos on Instagram and TikTok so if you're on social media definitely follow me there and like I said, I'm trying to upload more to YouTube. I feel like I'm slowly but surely getting into my YouTube era and I really you know, if you can't, if you can't tell already, I do love and prefer long form content, like something like a podcast, because I just like being able to sit down and talk to people. And I think that I had the realization of like, I could have been doing like a YouTube channel for, you know, the past three years that I've been doing a podcast. But I think as well, there's a lot to be said about like building up the confidence to produce videos and put yourself online. And so, yeah, I'm hoping to make some more YouTube videos, but just be on the lookout for that. And yeah, not long now until Chicago Marathon. So definitely stay tuned and I hope you enjoyed the episode. 
All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As I mentioned, any resources or links will be in the show notes of the episode, as well as ways to connect with me. But I hope that you have a great day and really enjoyed the podcast, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.